It is an early morning here in uh, Las Vegas, but we're happy to wake up uh, to get up with you and a good-looking day ahead, Uh, not quite as messy as yesterday was. Um, We know that there is uh, affordability issues for a lot of families in uh, the southeast Michigan region and across the state. And in uh, the legislature up in Lansing, they're trying to solve the water affordability issue by funding a new water affordability program that would uh, give some relief uh, to those families that are struggling to pay their water bill. And there's this notion that water is essential to human life, that this is uh, more of a right uh, than a privilege or something that you pay for. Problem is, they want to fund that water affordability program with a $2 fee, a fee on every water meter in the state of Michigan. And that is drawing some opposition in a number of quarters. Uh, we welcome Candace Miller in, the uh, Public Works Director for the Macomb County uh, folks, and she joins us live this morning on JR Morning. Candace Miller, hello. Hey, hello. Good morning. So affordability is an issue for everybody. Why don't uh, many communities see this as as a public benefit that's worth funding? Well, affordability is an issue. And uh, the truth is that most of us already have a program that helps with affordability. So anybody that is a member of the Great Lakes Water Authority, of which, you know, over half of the state residents, about 60 percent of the residents are part of the RAP program, this RAP program where we already pay Uh, a portion of our water and sewer service toward a fund that in turn is used to help uh, households that honestly do have a need for water affordability. And it's been extremely successful, so much so that in counties like Macomb County, uh, we don't use all that we have already, and we send the balance to the city of Detroit every year. Oakland County sends half of their RAP funds to the city of Detroit every year. So it's not that we don't realize there's an affordability issue, but this piece of legislation in a nutshell, it's it's going to have a statewide monthly fee on every water meter in the state. So $24 a year, if you're a metered water customer, whether you're up in Mackinac County or Ionia County or or Macomb County or wherever you are, uh, quickly going to uh, $36 a year. So it would generate uh, between 70 to $100 million a year. And quite frankly, uh, almost all of that money is going to go to help the city of Detroit, which has started a new program. They call it their Lifeline Program. So it, it reduces water bills for uh, residents that, uh, that need help. Now, now, I can appreciate that they have this program, but as soon as they initiated it, I knew there was going to have to be a revenue source somewhere, and this is the piece of legislation uh, that they're pa- trying to pass to uh, address it. Commissioner, you know, uh, some folks are saying that this bill is modeled after the Michigan Energy Assistance Program. It, it, do you feel that is similar to that? Uh, no, because there's uh, all kinds of other uh, nuances with that uh, particular bill. Uh, opting out. Uh, in fact, I talked to some of the legislators that are pushing this and said, look, if you, I, I got where you need the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you need to figure out a, a, a program to, to help yourself there. But um, if you could let counties opt out, uh, you wouldn't hear boo from me. Well, no, we can't do that because we need, we need this cash from everywhere. And, you know, really in Macomb County, it, this is not a partisan issue. I know everybody always says that it really isn't because ev- almost every community in Macomb County has either passed a resolution 
uh, or is going to pass a resolution, whether it's the city of Mount Clemens or New Haven or, you know, Chesterfield Township, Harrison, Shelby. I mean, I could go down the list. St. Clair Shores, I mean, on and on. We pretty much all pass these resolutions. Uh, and other counties now, uh, you know, I've sort of reached out to a couple of my colleagues in other counties just to make them aware of this, having almost the same response. I mean, the Plymouth Township Supervisor, Kurt Heisey, uh, is with uh, Western Wayne County, the Western Wayne County Group, and he's bringing up a resolution to all of them uh, this week. Uh, Brian Barnett, the Rochester Hills Mayor, is saying, "What is it? What is this? You know, and uh, so... It's not just here in Macomb. Uh, you're, you're finding that people are becoming aware of it. Uh, listen, we are a compassionate society. There truly are people in need that need help with, the wa- with their water affordability. That's why we already have this program. Uh, this is a, it's called RAP. But it's, uh, it, it, again, if you're a member of the Great Lakes Water Authority, you already pay a portion of your bill into this fund, which we in turn... Uh, through in Macomb County, we have a community action, Macomb Community Action, and we outreach to every community and to all the water and sewer departments and say, look, you know, do you have an issue? Are you aware? You know, anybody, anybody that needs help, we help them. And we don't even spend what we're already collecting. So we feel this is very duplicative. Uh, Commissioner, you say that you don't think people should be forced to pay affordability fees twice. That's the problem you have with this. Right. You know, it really is. And maybe this is a quaint notion, but in most places, certainly, again, in Macomb County, if you don't pay your water and sewer bill, uh, first of all, you get a shutoff notice. In some cases, your water and sewers shut off or it goes down to your property tax bill. So we have about a 99.9% collection fee. Uh, I, I will just say uh, apparently Detroit does not do that. Uh, but it, it does happen here in Macomb, in every community in Macomb. Uh, that's just the way it's always been. And, and really, in some ways, it helps us identify if there is somebody who is having a household that is truly having an issue with affordability, and we're able to outreach and, and help them with the existing dollars that we already have. So uh, I, I take any offense to somebody saying, look, you just don't care. Uh, yeah, no, we do. We already have a program. Yeah. That's we, we Some of your colleagues, uh, Candace, have called this a, a, an out-and-out money grab. Would it become more palatable and more appealing if the money you raised was allowed to stay in the county in which it was raised so it wasn't such a Rob Peter to pay Paul or uh, taxing the haves to help the have-nots? Yes, that would be much more appealing. Although, to tell you the truth, if we were able to do that, we would generate so darn much money, then what are we going to do with it all? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> really, we don't need I me. Mean, listen, here, listen, I'm a member of the government and I'm telling you, we don't need this money. OK, I don't know how often you hear that. But <laughs> in this case, uh, it, it's just uh, we just feel that it's very unfair. So you're, you're hearing a lot more uh, of opposition to it. And when you have all of these communities unanimously passing resolutions saying this is not a good idea, we're hoping that they go back to the drawing board. One other thing I would point out. They don't do this on consumption, okay? Like this RAP program is actually based on consumption. So, uh, and I I say that rather than the fee, because here's the thing. If you are an elderly senior in East Point, you are going to pay this fee that they're proposing. If you are the, the local Walmart store, 
you are going to pay the same fee. How in yeah. the world can yeah. that be fair? And yeah. this, the, the RAP program, the Water Residential Assistance Program, is it available in, in rural areas of the state as well? And the, do these people in the rural areas get help? They have their own programs, and I'm not familiar with exactly what all they have. The RAP program, as I say, is only really for the Great Lakes Water Authority, of which there are over 100 communities uh, that are in there, and it represents, I think, about 60% of the state. If you are having affordability problems in Mackinac County, for instance, certainly that county can figure out what they have to do to help their uh, folks that need it. Uh, and which I'm sure they already are. And again, I'm not an expert on what they're doing in every county. Uh, but if you're in a rural, of course, if you're in a rural area, in many of the rural areas, you're on uh, septic, right? And right. you don't have city right. water. So there's that too. Uh, All so right, Candace Miller. It, it's we we know that uh, we've got an evenly divided house, um, and so this the uh, this bill may have some problems. In the meantime, they're hearing a lot of counter resolutions from people like uh, you. Uh, we'll wait to see what happens, but we thank you for uh, pointing out the flaws in this, and we'll, we'll wait to see what happens up in Lansing. Thanks so much. Go Lions. Go Lions, indeed. <laughs> yes. Candace Miller, uh, our Public Works Commissioner in Macomb County. When we come back, it is an eye-opening poll. Certainly for Democrats, Joe Biden trailing Donald Trump in a head-to-head poll for the state of Michigan by more than eight points. What could it mean going forward? And also, who will lead the state Republican Party? Uh, We'll talk to the former executive director in just a moment on WJR Morning. Uh, This week's S&P Global Mobility Minute, ahead with Jeremy Carlson, brought to you by Dana. Dana, people finding a better way. CES 2024 is underway in Las Vegas, and the software-defined vehicle will again hold center stage for the auto industry. As the name suggests, software is the major differentiator, and it's all about providing upgradability over time. On the software side, we'll see vehicle connectivity enabling updates to operating systems and apps, just like your smartphone, as well as core functionality like new automated driving systems. And of course, AI will be part of many of these solutions, especially with virtual assistants powered by large language models that build on capabilities of 2023's breakout buzzword, generative AI. Let's not forget that hardware, and especially new electronic architectures, are also key components of the software-defined vehicle proposition, fusing information from the latest LiDAR and imaging radar sensors to show you even more info on the latest transparent, rollable, or 3D displays. I'm Jeremy Carlson with this week's Automotive Minute from S&P Global Mobility, formerly IHS Markets.